Hello and welcome to Deep Dive from the Japan Times. I'm Oscar Boyd. On Monday, Fumio Kishida became Japan's 100th Prime Minister. He replaces Yoshihide Suga as the head of the ruling Liberal Democratic Party and will face a general election at the end of this month, where he will hope to cement his position in power. But who is Fumio Kishida and how did he rise to become the country's newest Prime Minister? The Japan Times' political correspondent Satoshi Sugiyama joins me from his desk at the Prime Minister's office to answer just those questions. Before we get started, there is a bit of background noise in this episode, as the Prime Minister's office is a busy place, as I'm sure you can imagine, and there's a particularly popular vending machine near Satoshi's desk. Hopefully it's not too distracting for you. Please forgive us if it is. Satoshi Sugiyama, welcome back to Deep Dive. Thank you so much for having me again. It's, it's really nice to be here. Well, I'm very grateful to have you on because it's been a very busy couple of weeks slash month for you. Where, where are you now exactly? Yeah, so I'm at the Prime Minister's office. I'm at my desk ready to uh, file a story. Um, but uh, I wanted to talk to you guys for a few minutes about what's going on in Japanese politics recently. Well, thank you so much. So when we last talked in early September, Prime Minister Yoshihide Suga had just announced his plan to resign. And now a little over one month later, Japan has a new Prime Minister, Fumio Kishida. So I'd like to begin where we left off the last episode by asking you what happened after Suga announced his resignation. Right. So at the end of August, Yoshihide Suga announced his intent to step down as Liberal Democratic Party leader and as Prime Minister at the end of his term in late September. Uh, this came as a shock to most of us and immediately raised a question of who would become the next leader of the ruling party and as a result, the next Prime Minister of Japan. Uh, so this sparked a leadership contest among members of the LDP, uh, which officially started on September 17th. And we talked about at the end of the uh, podcast last time, you know, a few of the people who might be likely to put their name in the hat as a potential leader of the LDP. But which candidates actually ended up running for leadership? Right. So there was a lot of speculation about who might enter the races. And eventually four candidates announced their intention to run. And these were, uh, first of all, Sanai Takaichi, former Minister of Internal Affairs, backed by former Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, uh, Seiko Noda, uh, Deputy Secretary General, Taro Kono, Minister for Administrative Reform and Le- Regulatory Reform, who is also in charge of uh, COVID-19 vaccine rollout, and Fumio Kishida, who was a foreign minister under Shinzo Abe. And of these four candidates, Kono and Kishida emerged as uh, the leading candidates. But the election was not as clear-cut as many previous LDP leadership races. Uh, Intra-party factions, kind of like a voting blocks within the party, uh, usually give united support to one candidate or another. But in this leadership election, most factions allow their members to vote freely to a certain extent. Got you. And then Going into the leadership competition, out of these kind of two leading candidates, uh, Kono and Kishida, who was the more popular amongst the general public? Right, so 
Kono was unmistakably the public's as well as LDP rank and file members' number one choice. Kono was really hoping to capitalize on popular support from rank and file members as well as vulnerable junior lower house lawmakers ahead of the general election.、Um, Kishida, by contrast, seemed to be getting more solid support within the party. And that was his strategy, knowing that if a vote for leader went to a runoff, he would be likely to win based on his strongest support inside the party. So, when it came time for the LDP to actually choose out of the four candidates who were running, how did voting work? Right, so voting took place on September 29 in a hotel in Tokyo.、Uh, in the first round of voting, 762 votes were cast. So 380 from lawmakers and 382、uh, from rank and file members. And the result was like this. So Kishida earned 256 votes in total, composed of 146 lawmaker votes and 110 rank and file member votes. Kono, meanwhile, earned 255 votes, 86 from lawmakers and 169 from rank and file. The remaining 251 votes were split between Takaichi and Noda. And if any of the candidates had a majority at this point,、uh, they would have been declared as the new leader. But since none of the candidates won a majority, the top two contenders, in this case Kishida and Kono, advanced to a runoff. And we keep talking about the rank and file members. Who exactly are the rank and file members, and how do they differ from you know, the, the lawmakers that can cast a vote in this election? Right, so basically,、uh, rank and file members are the members of the party that paid certain amount of dues, and they live you know, nationwide. So, yeah, 382 rank and file member votes. They represent Uh, the will of the party supporters at large. So, after the initial vote was cast, we ended up with these two leading candidates, Kishida and Kono. Neither of them had a majority, so it went to a second round runoff. How is the second round runoff different from the first round of voting? Right, so the runoff was contested with votes from 380 lawmakers and 47 prefectural representatives. So, the second round is weighed much more towards the party's lawmakers and away from the rank and file. In the runoff,、uh, Kishida defeated Kono by 257 votes to 170. It was really more of a like, oh, I prefer Kishida than Kono. So, this was not an enthusiastic mandate for Kishida. But still, enough support from within members of the party to you know, have quite a comfortable victory over Kono. But this makes me curious. You said earlier that Kono was by far and away the more preferred candidate amongst the general public and amongst the rank and file members. So, why was Kishida chosen as the leader over Kono when Kono had so much more support from the general public? With the general election ahead, you would think that the LDP would go with Kono, right? Um, so it's not rocket science, it, it's, just, it's just very simple. But Kono is a divisive figure within the party, so that's one thing to keep in mind. He's considered a maverick, that he is very outspoken, and sometimes he comes off as too blunt or straightforward, 
or even rude,、uh, especially toward veteran lawmakers. So, this really kind of like got in the nerves of many lawmakers. And perhaps more importantly,、um, Kono has been under scrutiny from conservative lawmakers for his stance on phasing out nuclear energy and more liberal stance on social issues, such as, you know, allowing. Uh, same sex marriage. So, this really, these kind of issues that are very, very critical to conservative lawmakers, the fact that Kono is essentially completely opposite stance from them, it, it, is, a, it is a huge turnoff for many of those lawmakers. The election took place, as you said, on September 29th. Kashida won that and then was confirmed as Prime Minister by the upper and lower houses of the Diet on Monday, this Monday, Monday, October the 4th. And he is now the Prime Minister.、Mm. Congratulations to him.、Um, you know, what, what do we know about Kishida? Right. So he was born on July 29, 1957, to a political family in Tokyo. His father and grandfather were both politicians, and he is a distant relative of a former Prime Minister, Kiichi Miyazawa, who was in office in the early 1990s.、Um, he is a veteran politician himself and previously served as foreign minister from 2012 to 2017 and chaired the LDP Policy Research Council from 2017 to 2020 under Abe.、Mm-hmm. And, you know, just to give a little bit of a personal side, he is a big fan of Hiroshima style okonomiyaki and posted a picture of the okonomiyaki his wife made for him after winning the LDP race on social media. Yeah, I saw that going viral everywhere on、uh, Twitter <laughs> after he won. Right, exactly. And then, you know, Kishida does enjoy a drink too,、uh, having once reportedly challenged the Russian foreign minister,、uh, Sergei Revrov. Uh, to a drinking contest of vodka and sake. <laughs> so that's interesting. Okay, so he's quite a,、uh, an involved foreign minister. How was he viewed inside the party? You said earlier that he was the preferred candidate over Kono, but didn't exactly inspire much enthusiasm from party members. Right. So people say Kishida's really raw profile, very bland, even very boring.、Uh, but Kishida's emergence as the party leader this time, you know, it has been largely framed as a story of comeback, you know.、Uh, so he dared to challenge Suga, Abe's right hand man, in last year's leadership election and lost badly. And as a result, you know, Kishida and his faction members were largely sidelined from important posts over the past year. You know, fellow LDP lawmakers, as Kishida recalled, You know, said his career was finished at the time.、Mm. Uh, those close to Kishida、uh, say his political philosophy, though, is one of stable realism and that this will define how he governs the party and the nation. So, this is quite a comeback story for him then that he's gone from losing another leadership contest just a year ago and suddenly he's emerged as top of these. Four candidates who ran for the leadership of the Liberal Democratic Party、uh, this September. Right. He actually was going to challenge Suga for the second time. You know, he threw his hand to the ring on August 26. While Suga was still seeking for his re election, this was really seen as a bold, even reckless move. 
but uh, Kishida went ahead um, and he said in his news conference to declare his candidacy that, you know, the politics, the trust in politics among the public is declining. And he even kind of expressed his, expressed his alarm uh, that Japan's democracy is at risk. Well, it's clearly a, a risk that paid off for him. What do we know about his policy views so far? So in the leadership race, he vowed to transform the economy by shifting away from neoliberal policies, which he said brought growth but widened inequality. And he wants to kind of establish this new brand of capitalism, uh, you know, by beefing up middle class. He has also said he is planning an economic package worth tens of trillions of yen to help people and businesses hit hard by the coronavirus pandemic. It sounds quite interesting that he's proposing this shift away from neoliberal policies. What is his stance on national security? Right. So it's interesting that he was considered to be dovish on national security, but now he is calling for enhancing Japan's missile defense system and ramping up the economic portion of national security. And on foreign policy, uh, Kishida believes in the importance of cooperating with the United States and other like-minded countries to deal with China's expansionism. Okay, and obviously the issue of the moment of the day that's continuing um, is the COVID-19 pandemic. What has Kashida said about the pandemic and his government's response to that? So on COVID-19 crisis, he has pledged to reinforce Japan's healthcare system by enabling the central government to set up field hospitals and requisition large-scale facilities. And he wants to create a new government agency that serves as a command center to deal with the public health crisis. Mm-hmm. And on Monday, as well as Kishida officially becoming Prime Minister of Japan, that was when we also learnt about his new cabinet ministers. Is there anyone notable in that selection or, or, or what was your read on, on who has been appointed as cabinet minister by Kishida? Right, so the new prime minister is kind of seeking to turn around the image that, you know, the LDP favours ageing party grandees over fresh voices. And he wants to brush aside accusation that, you know, his administration would be dominated by veterans. Of the 20 cabinet posts, 13 were filled by rookie ministers, which is a striking contrast with outgoing Prime Minister Yoshihide Suga, uh, who had placed a higher priority on continuity with his predecessor, Shinzo Abe. And you wrote after Kishida's victory that in the LDP's leadership race, former Prime Minister Shinzo Abe is looking like the ultimate victor. Could you explain that to me? What did you mean by that? You know, it's important to understand how factions operate within the party. Yes, ostensibly, lawmakers could vote freely in this year's election, but in the end, factions played a key role in determining the winner, since faction leaders essentially suggested their members to vote for certain candidates. 
and Abe and now party's vice president, Taro Aso, are two influential figures, you know, often referred to as kingmakers, and they are essentially leaders of their own factions as well,、uh, the party's largest and the second largest, respectively. Many of conservative lawmakers who disapproved of Kono belonged to the faction led by Abe.、Mm. And Kono, interestingly, is a member of the Aso faction, but because of his position, that faction pretty much was split between Kono and Kishida. And many of the faction veterans、uh, went with Kishida、uh, in the leadership election. You know, both Abe and Aso are unwilling to let go of their power, so they wanted to have an LDP president and the prime minister whom they can exert their influence on. So it, it is believed that、uh, although Abe had backed Takaichi in the leadership election,、uh, at the end of the day, it was really anyone but Kono and Kishida. Was the duo's uh, choice uh, to preserve their influence on.、Mm-hmm. Well, and so coming back to Suga and his cabinet, you know, he very much felt like a continuation from Abe. He was literally Abe's right hand man、uh, for the almost eight years that Abe was in power. So is Kishida in the same lineage as Suga, or do his policy suggestions we've heard so far and his cabinet picks we've seen so far suggest that he might try and go in a different direction from Suga and Abe? Well, Kishida wants to. Turn a new page in Japanese politics. So, in a way, that although again Abe and Aso try to exert their influence on Kishida, at the very least, I think Kishida will try hard to push back that image. And one of the things he emphasized at news conference repeatedly is his ability to listen to people and give explanations. To not only decisions but the、uh, decision making process. Shida want, what Shida wants to do here is to present an image of, being, of a prime minister being capable of you know, answering simple, basic questions, which was constant criticism Suga had received. Suga was heavily criticized and rebuked from the public for his inability to answer just. You know, even simple questions in news conferences. But from what you've, what you've said so far, it sounds like、uh, Abe in particular will be putting a lot of pressure on Kishida to follow in his mold and use the influence that he still wields within the party to、uh, keep Kishida on the same kind of line. Is that correct? I think Abe as well as Aso, that's the two players I think you need to pay an attention to. Abe, you know, is more. Well recognized name,、uh, but also, you know, who was once prime minister and he was, you know, the finance minister for nine years. So it's important to understand the motivations of Abe as well as Aso.、Um, Aso's close ally and Abe's close friend, Akira Amari,、uh, became the party's new secretary general. So that's also an important thing to understand. And the party's vice president is really an honorary title. So, you know, the most powerful position within the party, next to the party leader, is 
secretary general position. So the fact that Amari, again, who's close ally of Aso and close friend of Abe, this is really an important thing to understand to kind of navigate in the LDP power struggle and party politics, as well as the direction of Kishida administration. So we ended the last podcast we did together um, with you talking about the fact that there would soon be a general election. When will this now happen? So Kishida told reporters Monday evening that he will dissolve the lower house on October 14th and hold a general election on October 31st, Halloween Day. <laughs> so since the campaign will officially begin on October 19th, there are only five days separating from the lower house dissolution on October 14th and the beginning of the campaign, October 19th, which is, you know, extremely short. Mm-hmm. Um, there are several factors that led to this decision. October 21st is the date when the term of the current lower house members expire, and Kishida wanted to hold an election while his approval ratings were still at a high level. Mm-hmm. Um, also, coronavirus cases are currently down significantly. Uh, but there's a fear that the cases could start to rise again as the weather goes cold toward the end of October and into November. So it is possible that he is thinking, okay, let's just get this out of the way as soon as possible and get a mandate from the people and solidify his power base before tackling uh, legislative agenda. Mm-hmm. And my final question to you, is there any worry that Kishida's low public support, at least relative to Kono, will translate to a poor set of election results for the LDP? Right. So the approval rating for Prime Minister Fumio Kishida's new cabinet was at 55.7%. And this is a Kyoto News survey uh, on Tuesday. This is lower than the 66.4% approval rating for Suga's new cabinet when he took office in September of 2020. And a separate poll uh, Tuesday by the Mainichi Daily Newspaper put support for Kishida at 49%, uh, which is the lowest for a new leader in 13 years. Mm. But, you know, one thing to keep in mind is, despite these performances, the opposition party you know, they are not so doing well either. They are really still fragmented. They are trying to narrow down to a single candidate in in as many districts as possible. But the uh, opposition is still weak. And about the polls, I talked to a senior administration official and a senior administration official said, you know, Suga's approval ratings in the beginning were just too high and Kishida's numbers are within a normal range. You know, Kishida faces a major first test as a prime minister and the LDP leader in the election. And his strength as the leader of the party and the country will rest upon the results we'll see on October 31st. Well, Satoshi, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. That was the Japan Times' political correspondent Satoshi Sugiyama joining us from the Prime Minister's office. 
All of Satoshi's brilliant reporting on Prime Minister Kishida's first few days in office can be found online at japantimes.co.jp. Please do leave us a review if you've enjoyed this episode and if there's a particular guest or topic suggestion that you have for Deep Dive to cover, get in touch with us via email. We're at deepdive at japantimes.co.jp or on Twitter at Japan Deep Dive. Thanks as always for listening and until next time, Podskare Samoa.